Hello and welcome back to the One Take Show podcast. In this episode, we are in conversation with Arkin Tyagi. Arkin is an animation student at Ravenspawn University in London, and he is an amazing, amazing artist. Comic book characters in various shapes and forms, which can be accessed in the links which are enlisted down in the description. Please show your love. He is a brilliant artist, and lately he has been creating NFTs, that is non fungible tokens. So in this episode, naturally, we talk about what are NFTs, why is he creating NFTs, how can NFT influence our current cultural phenomenon, our perception about blockchain, cryptocurrency, and everything. This is a wonderful episode. Arkin is a brilliant conversationalist, and I genuinely enjoyed talking to him. And I'm sure you are going to love this episode as well. So if you do, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe to this channel. If you have any suggestions, feedbacks, write them down in the comment section. I would love to read them. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's start the podcast. You want something? Go get it. Period. Okay, three, two, one. We are recording. Hello, Arkin. Welcome to the One Take Show. To all my viewers of the One Take Show, the background that you're seeing right now is one of the many creations of Arkin Tyagi. He is a wonderful, wonderful artist, and currently he has come up with something so exciting that I couldn't wait but have this conversation. Thank you so much for taking time of your busy schedule, man. And uh, hopefully, we'll have a fun chat. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Already looking up to it. All right. So before we start, a little bit about your background. It's very interesting. You're pursuing anima- animation, and you're learning it in London. And it's a very creative field. Something that is not traditionally accepted in Indian societies, to say the least. And you actually have a very strong social media identity as well. I mean, I was just searching on your YouTube page. You're creating some of the best content. I was looking at this video. You're watching a video of uh, Killian Murphy as Doctor Doom, and I generally enjoyed it. So. Tell me a little bit about what exactly are you doing right now? Where you're based, and what is your education setup right now? So I am studying animation and filmmaking at Ravensbourne University, London. My entire thing is to not go into animation; it's to kind of go into comic books and concept art and character design and stuff. Because I personally think that's where majority of my passion is. My work setup right now is mostly based around doing commissions. and i'm working on my own graphic novel at the moment that i'm trying to get published by image comics or dark horse comics like i'm trying to like get it there uh, so that's what majority of my setup looks like right now and i'm graduating next year so i want to break into films and hopefully get my book published by then so yeah that's that's yeah. that's majority of the work that i'm doing right now that's fascinating man i don't know a lot of people in fact i haven't had a conversation with anyone who is even remotely related to this field let alone work on comic books write their own graphic uh, create their own graphic novels and work in uh, film production and whatever the this is very fascinating tell me a little bit about what exactly is your course like like what are the various tenets that you have to work with so majority the thing is i personally love drawing stuff but people in my class are 3d animators and my course is mainly 3d so a lot of it is based around pre production and actually making stuff happen in 3d so the stuff that you see in majority of pixar movies now is the stuff that they usually work on you know like the asset creations or you know the way scene flows or you know the way these character models are created you know what the entire production team looks like i on the other hand like doing 2d animation i love you know the old disney movies that these guys made you know that were hand drawn i'm a huge aaron place fan 
watched a whole bunch of old anime like I'm a huge Akira fan as well like you know just the art style of that movie was just like it, it boggled my mind so I kind of got into doing 2D animation and that essentially kind of kickstarted my whole process which put puts me in a really odd spot because these guys focus a lot on how the production comes together i am working on what happens before the production starts i'm doing the concept art that these guys need i'm doing the storyboards that these guys need so let's say i worked on a short film just now a couple of days ago uh, with a couple of people based in kingston and the short film was basically the psychological thriller that these guys were making and everything so before the production started i had the script given to me and before you know there was a look for the film that the director even had in mind i was the one who was in charge and responsible of making something like that happen so i am doing that stuff those guys is the more focused on actually polishing and refining and just you know making everything come together and make it look as good as it does at the end you know i'm, I'm much more on the sketchy side so yeah that's right. what that's what majority mm-hmm. of the setup is like yeah. fun fun how does one get into this how does one so this is a very naive <laughs> naive question and coming that from I, I, coming I, from a place which makes me look like a 40 year old uncle asking this new gen i get it i get i get it last bit of that you know yeah. before I, so when i was in school right i used to see these massive illustrators and painters and you know just these animators and everything i'm a comic book guy so like majority of my inspiration also comes from guys like you know Todd McFarlane or Rob Liefeld or you know Stanley Jack Kirby and these guys so i was like i want to become that i want to work on a spiderman movie or a book or something like that was my one main goal and i was like how do i get it eventually over time what i ended up doing was i just sat down and drew i put stuff out on instagram as much as possible right before i knew it a couple of companies were already contacting saying you we want to write an article on you you know we want to feature your work in everything i said like, okay do it i'm happy to have my work out there so they started doing that and i then went to college but what i figured out later was that going to college did not exactly do much for me because all the stuff that got me into the work i wanted was what my instagram account was doing for me so what i ended up doing was this around I've been operating my Instagram since 2014. I've been digitally painting. Damn. I've been I've been digitally painting since I was 14, 15 years old, maybe. Right. So okay. I, yeah, yeah. So like 2015, 2016 or so. Mm-hmm. So I just kept making stuff. About a year ago, I was like, I need to step this up because I don't think personally, I don't think I'm the most skilled artist out there. I can't exactly beat people in terms of skill but I can outwork people so I was like all right let me try posting stuff every single day so I sat down I started drawing stuff out right people didn't exactly react much to it at, you know in the beginning but as I kept doing it my style just evolved it became faster sleeker looking and more eyes started coming in and before you knew it I was already in the whole you know art or uh, industry you know it's like i i didn't even know when the transition happened but it was mostly because of that mm-hmm. just put it out there that's all i would say and before you know it people will see and yeah. take notice yeah right. so like just work at it yeah yeah digital drawing is very fascinating like i personally enjoy sketching a lot i have uh, yeah. for the last one year i have been trying to train myself with 
ball point pen sketching and hopefully getting yeah. better at it uh, but yeah. what is your process like so i've never even tried or am even familiar with how digital i know it has something to do with ipad that's my the best shot <laughs> guess that there is yeah, okay. like you you, you you buy an ipad and suddenly you're a digital creator that's that's my yeah, best shot but uh, yeah. yeah so what is that process like how do you go about i don't i don't necessarily need your patent yeah. secrets as in what is your style and what software you use yeah, but yeah, yeah. what is that process like if you could tell me uh, you know i'll i'll give you everything you know i'll i'll, I'll give you everything the thing is when i saw your work right i saw the ballpoint sketches you make and you recently posted that captain america sketch that you made yeah. in the evening mm-hmm. i started exactly like that i used to draw on paper i had this ballpoint pen i used to carry around everywhere you know in the middle of the class i wasn't the most studious kid either you know i was like i got decent enough grades but i was mostly focused on just drawing stuff so i used to just draw on my hand if i didn't have a sheet of paper lying around somewhere right it was all it all started with a ballpoint pen and so i kind of like started from there i used to fold half a sheet of paper and you know like try and draw comics on that i used to trace over things i used to copy a lot so i've got this book lying around here right now and this is lee burmeho's work i used to copy a lot of his stuff okay which kind of influenced a lot of my early work mm-hmm. that's where i started i started digital painting before the ipad pro came out it was on an old vacuum tablet that my grandmom got me okay. and i did not know what its use was but one fine day i was like okay i think i know what it does so i i plugged it in i went on ms paint of all the softwares and i started drawing i was like okay let me see how it goes I then got my old iPad and I had a, I think I had like a two hundred box stylus. It was that rubber tip stylus that they that they used to sell at fairs and everything. And I got that. I was like, "Or let me just try drawing it." And before the iPad Pro came out, that was what I was doing. I was tracing over stuff. I was trying to airbrush on top of that. It was not good. It was not even close to looking okay. sleek or nice. Okay. Right. Fair. The iPad Pro came out. I was like, okay. Can I please get this? My parents got it. It's like okay, cost a lot, but I gotta make it work. I'm still stuck with that iPad. This is the first gen iPad that I've got. It's outdated at this point, but it still works. The thing that really changed me, changed it for me, was this. I started drawing the same way I would on paper. I stopped thinking of it in a way where I was like, all right, I'm digitally painting. That's what like changed the entire game for me. I started sketching the way I would on paper. I started like inking stuff the way I would with a ballpoint pen. Coloring was a huge problem because, like you know, the way you color stuff digitally is really different. My dogs are fun. Okay. Uh, dogs are always welcome on my pro- podcast. <laughs> Just like two of them running around, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The way you color stuff digitally is really different. So that is what I was, what I struggled with a lot. But eventually, over time, what I ended up doing was. All right, I sketched everything out. I put the base colors in, and I started painting on top of it the same way I would if I was doing it with acrylic paint on a canvas. That's why the painting you see behind you looks the way it does. That's why it starts looking really realistic compared to the old stuff I used to make, or even the stuff I make now. I've become really stylized. So that's what kind of changed it for me. And like mm-hmm. my process now is even it's faster. I draw stuff, I color it. With base colors, I put some shadows in. I put highlights in. That's it. Done. 
ஆல்சிங்ஸ்ரீன்ஸ்ரூம் and yeah. so all of this i remember okay so uh, for all the viewers i think i remember meeting arkin in one of the best debates that i was uh, yep. judging his rounds and after yeah, that i remember one, yeah. yeah and i i remember uh, checking your instagram out after that it was really fascinating but you were sketching regularly with the superman posts and flash posts and batman and what not yeah. so yeah. it's a very obvious question when we go about the sketching art and all my understanding is that i want a face that would possibly challenge me uh, right now yeah. i'm struggling with shadows uh, especially with ballpoint yeah. pen so i'm picking up faces yeah. that have shadows what is your yeah. what was your inspiration behind picking up superheroes it started mainly because i love comic books i i remember yeah. so because marvel and dc their main distribution was happening in the us right there was something called gotham comics that used to sell floppy comics here and my parents used to get me like hordes of those so i used to just like you know look at that i was like you know yeah. this stuff looks cool i want to draw spiderman again so i was like i was drawing that stuff but as i grew up i started focusing more on the story instead so like the book that i'm working on right mm-hmm. right it's it's a superhero graphic novel that i'm working on but the entire idea i'm trying to tackle with it is how power can corrupt someone you know how yeah. far can someone go trying to use their power to do good you Black know like that stuff yeah it's to a certain extent i really like his stuff but i'm not like that edgy yet but like you know like i'm, I'm still a little it's <laughs> a little real back but more than anything like right now i'm less interested in superheroes more interested in what those people with their powers do you know like what the entire point of that power is back in the day it was just because it looked cool right now it's right now it's because of the story i'll i'll give you a hot take i don't i don't think i've like made this announcement on my instagram either but i'm working on this other short comic right now it's going to be without dialogues no words in it damn and it's basically fo- it's basically focusing on how a depressed superhero who's a veteran everybody loves him but he is a broke ass person would live in a world where you know he's so tuned out with everyone you see people shouting at him but there are no dialogues and you know how his journey goes ahead and everything so more than that i'm just like trying to use his powers as a way to like you know show what sort of a person he is so that's that's my main reason for drawing superheroes right now i want i want to do this for the rest of my life if i could well it's really uh, first of all heartwarming to see that someone really loves what they do and loves it to this extent and secondly you can't make an announcement like this and not release a comic so that i can i can see it <laughs> fair, fair enough fair enough fair enough this is perhaps the best plot that i've seen for a comic book uh, yeah, for, perhaps then what like the last comic book movie because i i think uh, recently that is what sells uh, majority of the market is comic book movies now and something yeah. after watchmen I I don't like I think Man of Steel was the last movie where oh, I genuinely appreciated the director's vision. I'm a huge Watchmen fan. Really? I'm yeah. a huge Watchmen fan. <laughs> so if I were to ask you DC versus Marvel what would you pick? 
DC, DC. As far as comic books are concerned, I'd say DC. <laughs> nice. Nice. Movies, sure, Marvel. You know, DC isn't yeah. exactly doing super great, but comic yeah. books, DC man. Um, Spider-Man mm-hmm. is still my favorite. Okay. But I'm just I'm really just attracted to DC. You know, just yeah. because of the way those characters work. Right. Before we get into this conversation about NFTs, uh, which I think yeah. is something that I've been trying to have more and more conversations about. Mm. Apparently, everyone yeah. is having a conversation about it, and uh, yeah. to understand more about it, I think before that, uh, to close this segment of the conversation, we understood that you are pursuing animation, and you you believe that you made it to one of the top universities across the world for animation and then you realize that you want to perhaps work in uh, a different style of production maybe uh, you want to go into graphic novels and stick with comic books yeah. essentially right yeah, yeah. so yeah. what exactly is the market demand or where do you see if someone tomorrow watches this episode and is also interested in animation wants to pursue the similar uh, field and then worries about employability worries about let's say the market acceptability what is that impression like it's it's really twofold to be honest because the thing is employability because of covid has changed a lot this is something i was quite worried about because the thing is i'm studying in london right and employability has gotten massively affected because it's cheaper to employ people remotely so studios are like we'll just employ people from you know other countries and they don't even have to move right yeah so that way employment is going to be affected for i think the next 2 3 years so i can't exactly speak on that just yet because i'm also in the middle of trying to figure out what that is but here is the good part if you have the skill right and you work hard enough to garner an audience you don't need to be employed i am working as a freelancer right now and i personally if i could continue it this way i would because Okay. like you have options you have something like patreon to you know get you constant money in every month and it doesn't even have to cost a lot you just need to garner like even if you get like you know 100 people you know and you're in india right now right and you get like 100 people to pay you 5 dollars that's still quite a bit of money yeah 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 exactly if you if you if you if you th- start thinking about it that way so mm-hmm. it can start from 3 dollars 1 dollar go up to 10 20 50 as much as you want based on the number of people that you have so right now what i would say is this worry less about the employability more about improving your skill because skilled people will always find a job no matter what when it comes to a field like animation or illustration there is work everywhere you know like serial boxes need illustration for all you know scotch yeah. bright needs you know animators to animate ads for them you know it's like you need that stuff so yeah. you'll not run out of jobs that much i can tell you it's just going to be a little hard for the next two three years well let me ask you a follow up and a rather selfish question here hmm. how do you garner <laughs> an audience how do you garner okay, an audience how you, how, okay how do you garner an audience this was a huge one that i tried to figure out for the longest time at first i thought it was oh creating something unique creating something you know that's just going to go viral i started following trends didn't work right i was i was i was stuck here's what worked consistently posting number one interaction with people number two then comes the part where you try and show them something unique i 
have this habit of every two weeks or so i go on my instagram story and i ask people what do you guys want to see next i get like a whole bunch of people giving a whole bunch of different replies you know we want to see this we want to see that i'm like all right i've got the time i'll make it and they seem to like that then they seem to share when when they share that stuff you know it automatically starts going to more people and if you do it in a skillful manner more people start coming in and they start staying longer so the easiest way is to do it consistently do it with quality and then start looking after the people who are supporting you that's the best way i can tell you to do it yeah makes sense yeah, makes sense i think and i slowly slowly yeah mm-hmm. please continue slowly slowly i'll just start introducing yourself as well as a person okay you know mm-hmm. that's that's a massive one you can find cool art to look at anywhere but you know more than that it's the artists that a lot of people also care about which i don't think they do just mm-hmm. yet but i'm trying to get there you know it's like i'm, I'm trying to gardener that as well a little bit no so, this yeah. is this is very fascinating a particular aspect of personal branding that i think i've been thinking for some point uh, for quite some time now and when you say uh, yeah. creating an identity of the artist although the yeah. the biggest example that i can think of right now is banksy so i'll tell you why i'm using this example yeah. uh one of my favorite paint paintings right now is the parliament and uh, you look at that painting right. you see the chimpanzees sitting in the british parliament and when all those paintings came out those wall murals came out his graffitis came out uh, no one even to date not everyone knows what banksy looks like or who is he or where right. is he live and all of that right. but you recognize right. those paintings saying hey this is a banksy you know that's that's a banksy that's a very banksy yeah. painting right yeah. so yeah. he has created his identity he has created his name attached to the work and i think your yeah, exactly. your art right now the fact that there is i mean the closest that i can relate to what you were saying against the 3d uh, movies that are coming out is the recent spider man animated movie that won the oscar yeah. uh, miles morales yeah. one right yeah i really appreciated for the animation that it had and uh, your yeah. work also has a similar style i think soon enough people will recognize that the quality of the comics and i think you've recently ventured into hindu mythology as well using it as uh, that, I, that i'll i'll explain all of that when we come to the nfts that's actually the, that excites me quite a lot i'll 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 explain all of that perfect so let's come to nfts now like i think it is yeah. appropriate that we talk about nfts uh, to all my yeah. viewers i think nft is apart from all of the other conversation that we having on uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency and what not uh, despite of whatever elon musk elon musk says uh, we have a good good thing at our hand this is from my own personal research and study is nft is by far the most artistically innovative <laughs> thing that i've seen 100% so i can tell our audience since you have actually created nft right? so you're better positioned to explain it what are nfts nft is a non fungible token it's basically a unique token on the blockchain that shows that the specific piece of data that you've put on is unique it's not interchangeable it can't be fungible so it's like if let's say you have you want 20 bucks right i have a 20 rupee note you know you've got two 10 rupee notes you give me the 10 rupee notes i give you the 20 rupee notes neither of us lose anything you give me a yeah. 10 rupee note i give you a pencil you know you can't that the pencil becomes non fungible right it's that's what it is it's essentially that so basically the problem that happened for the longest time with digital art was this you have the painting in the background right 
you yeah. can easily replicate it as many times as you want and there's no way to find out which the original version was yeah what an nft basically does is it attaches a unique token to that file to show that this is the authentic original copy of that painting so when nfts like started booming right and i was researching into it i went to a whole bunch of forums i started reading up on it the thing that people kept saying was this i could save that image and i will have it like what's the point of buying an nft and basically people answered that he said that he basically said you can have a picture you can have a copy of the painting but you will not have the valuable nft attached to it it's not the painting that it has the value specifically it's the nft token attached to the original painting okay that has the value attached to it so that is the easiest way to explain it this basically makes digital art legitimate to a certain extent as far as ownership is concerned right that's and, what it does and yeah. how does it how does it uh, so how does it come into this picture of trading buying selling or acquiring nft how does that happen so okay think of it this way nfts don't just apply to paintings or art right an nft basically is a unique token you can attach to anything right you can practically have someone give you a diploma as an nft you can have your house lease be signed to you as an nft you can have marriage certificates being bonded as an nft right more than anything the nft is just a utility tool that's when the buying the trading the selling comes in to buy a piece of painting let's say you buy the mona lisa right mona lisa is rare you can sell it for a higher price than what you bought it at. you can trade it because the value keeps going up considering the artist name attached to the painting itself is really really recognizable and has some value to it that's essentially when the idea of trading it comes in i bought a couple of nfts as well i haven't sold one yet and i'll explain why i bought a couple of nfts and the thing is because the ethereum marketplace is going up in value the value of the nft i bought is also going up so let's say if i bought it for 50 dollars it's currently sitting at 120 i can yeah. sell that and make the money back as well so it's like you know that the value of the market is going up the ability to trade is coming in it automatically becomes a version of what the original art market is in the real world that's why it's nice. trading and you know selling and everything that's what I it see. is perfect perfect so how does one before i ask you how to create yeah. nfts because uh, yeah. i i recognize a couple of things that i would request your uh, clarifications on it at a later okay. stage but firstly how does one buy nfts and on a on a contemporary basis in india with the uh, with a dicey cryptocurrency reactive situation that is we have in india yeah. although it's not banned yeah. it's it's also not legalized it's not regulated yeah. it's there it's just there right so yeah. how does one buy nfts luckily because it's not banned in india right now you are in a position where you can make crypto transactions you can have crypto directly go into your bank and you can keep doing that stuff where do you buy nfts from there are marketplaces where you can acquire nfts one of the major ones and this is the largest one right now it's called opensea okay so opensea is basically imagine ebay but it was just yeah. selling digital items that's what opensea is 
then there is a website called rareable which is a little better you know it's it's a little more refined it's a little more user friendly then there are the elite artistic you know curated platforms like super rare uh foundation nifty gateway nifty gateway is owned by the winklevoss twins you know the same ones yeah. involved with the facebook case yeah, yeah. you know so they, they ventured off into the whole exclusivity thing as it is what those platforms do are that's where the big artists are right okay. like boss logic is a big digital artist was there people was at nifty gateway as well you know so like these big guys are there on those curated platforms but for people to just buy nfts open sea and rareable are a really really good option that's if you have crypto if you don't have crypto you can go to marketplaces like super rare and you can buy nfts directly using your debit card as well so okay it mostly depends on the marketplace that you want to buy from that's where it, right. that's where majority of it stuff is so essentially what uh, for example if you were to use crypto it would become a yeah. uh, a sort of an investment again right so essentially it becomes 100%. an economic investment that you can trade in future 100% perfect so now that we come to how one can create uh, nfts i yeah. see that you've created or uh, i in your uh, link tree i see two entries one of the three uh, yeah, three three now yeah oh there are three now perfect so yeah, first of all tell me what have you created um, and then maybe okay. you can tell me how have you created them so i've created three pieces and because i mean i think i've made it pretty obvious i'm a i'm a fan of comic books and narrative storytelling <laughs> and like the world building what i'm essentially trying to do is i'm trying to build a fictional universe inside the nft marketplace and i'm trying to do that through an art series it's called mythology genesis what i'm essentially trying to do is this. i'm trying to tell a story where gods from all different mythologies coexist on earth at the same time so you can have stories where you see shiv interacting with odin or zeus or you know athena and stuff like that so i'm really really massively you know the inspired by a lot of different mythologies and really like you know into that whole thing so i was like all right let me just try and make some stuff up so i redesigned a picture of shiv that was my first genesis nft the second thing i designed was icarus and the third i designed was odin those are the three nfts that i have and i experimented with putting them up on different platforms so that will kind of tie into how an nft is created so i've got a whole bunch of other stuff that i'm planning on making i just need to figure out a way on how i need to implement it that's all right um how an nft is created you need to buy some crypto uh you can do it for, okay. so i buy my crypto from wazirx that's where you know the they've got the best prices there the conversions directly happen money easily gets deposited back into your account as well so i buy my stuff from wazirx i use a metamask wallet to deposit the crypto into the okay. process is something like this i buy ethereum from wazirx i transfer my ethereum from my wazirx account into my Bi- into my binance account and from my binance account into my metamask wallet now after okay. all of that is done i need to connect these websites to my metamask wallet i need to initiate a transaction which costs i think around 70 dollars and then after that is done i need to mint the nft which costs i think 50 more dollars maybe so the okay. entire thing when the gas prices are really high costs somewhere around 150 to 180 dollars just to mint an nft right 
now i'll explain why i tried experimenting with these different platforms when i got in i was pretty apprehensive because 150 dollars to publish paintings each time didn't make yeah. sense right luckily open sea once you publish an nft on their website for the first time you don't need to pay them anything for the next months you can keep minting as okay. much as you want okay but for websites like foundation and rareable you need to pay them every single time so that's why i experimented with all all these accounts and everything and all these different websites i would personally say if you want to mint somewhere just to start go on open sea okay. rareable is going to again do the exact thing that open sea is doing right now where they're going to have zero charges for the consecutive nfts that you post after the first one so currently i'd say go on open sea experiment if right. you want if you got some extra cash to spare but yeah that start there that's what i would right. say perfect and where do you see these nfts going like one of the uh, immediate oh, reactions which in my opinion are knee jerk reactions to the perhaps the yeah. contemporary situation as to how cryptocurrency is being perceived uh, i think it will uh, like from a 250% Uh, growth to seventy percent downfall is not really that big of a concern. It's not a bubble. Yeah, not it's been yeah. it's been years now, man. Come on. So yeah. now, now, where do you see NFT going from here? Are you scared that maybe it will possibly face the market crash, or do you think it is still profitable and you anyway are having fun making it? You might as well hope that it grows. I I really really like that question. It fires on all cylinders to be honest. Uh, is uh mm-hmm. i think nfts are here to stay but at okay. the same time even if they crash it's okay because you know this is exactly what happened when to a certain extent you know what internet was like in its early days as well that's what i've heard from a lot of people like you know growing up in the early 2000s stuff wasn't fast enough to grow you know social media came in it affected a lot of things right part of me feels like people are a little apprehensive with the idea of nfts right now because it's being applied to something like digital art Right. Yeah. The moment you start, the moment you start applying the utility of NFTs to something that no, regular people can also understand, you know, you suddenly start selling house bonds with NFTs attached to them. You know, you suddenly start giving like, you know, the authentic files that you know certify that you are a owner of a certain, you know, a specific piece of land or something or a specific house or something. You know, anything material in the real world, I think people will understand the utility of NFTs as well. so i personally think nfts are here to stay was i scared getting into it i was scared i lost 150 dollars that's what i was scared about <laughs> i was <laughs> more more than anything else because i mean even if it crashes it's it's there like come it doesn't make a difference not really i'd say i'd say it's in its really really early stages right now right. don't expect to get the same result that you know let's say people got and i was subconsciously thinking i'll do that but it just it doesn't work it's like don't don't think that go into it if you want to experiment think of this in a way where you're going in and you're like all right i'm the infancy stages of something new this could very easily which i personally think it will this could very easily blow up if i ground myself really early on by the time everybody else starts coming in i already have my foundation built yeah fair so i i would personally say i think it's here to stay yeah and seeing where everything is going i mean everything is becoming virtual and digitized you know 
it only yeah. makes sense for money to be digitized as well yeah. you know i was listening to this talk by gary uh, gary vaynerchuk the other day and he said something along the lines of this even if you ban crypto for a while what good will it do the nfts are already here you know people already have bitcoin people already have a form of currency that is accepted that does not need to have government supervision on it you know so it's like everybody likes that you know that free idea of just having yeah. you know, their hands on whatever they own you know so it's like it's already here you can't go back anymore you know you will only move forward so yeah it's right. like yeah perfect do it <laughs> nice nice no i think for people who uh, perhaps don't understand nfts and that includes uh, someone like me also who's trying to understand yeah. nfts the analogy that i can understand from your description is let's take youtube for example and uh, right now yeah. a year a year ago i started my channel it took me almost a year to get around 1000 subscribers think about all those yeah. major big youtubers right they started when yeah. youtube was still in its infancy and they started exactly. creating content on it they did not have that audience back then perhaps 7 years ago 6 years ago whenever and now they have the audience because youtube did blow yeah. up right and yeah. they did get the advantage of understanding how the algorithm works because algorithm did fail yeah. so yeah, eventually yeah. this is going to happen with the nft creators as well okay because let me okay mm-hmm. think about it this way i think yeah. this might explain it you are hosting this podcast right now when it blows up you have a lot of people coming in yeah and you have your first video on your hands right suddenly if you have a podcast that provides so much value to people that is famous you can go sell that video for hundreds of thousands of dollars that's essentially what an nft does yeah you're yeah. bringing value that you can attach an nft to that first video you know so this kind of like harkens back to the first question you asked me about employability as well right now i'd say focus on making something you know like speci- specifically for artists and like you know i've met a lot of musicians who are doing nfts as well i forgot who did it but there was a concert the en- entire concert was sold as an nft to someone for i think 3 million dollars or something just a recording yeah. of the concert and that was the original source file taken directly from the cameraman who was working on the concert with the musician so you know it's like anything that blows up anything that has some story behind it some level of significance and value you can attach it as an nft and just sell it you know like you can sell yeah. your first video for like you know 500000 dollars if you want you know and you know it's like i can see that happening yeah. so yeah it, i think yeah that's the easiest way to explain it perfect perfect and okay so let's let's understand some of the most basic thing here right so if you are a creator yeah. you have created an nft and uh, yeah. now how do you make money so one thing is that do you sell it to the buyers or do buyers invest in it or is it like an auction process what is it like like how do you sell in it there are there are two ways of doing it it's not exactly like an investment there is an auction though i'll explain so basically making nft is making money on nfts is not exactly as easy as just posting it and getting people to buy it what i discovered going in was this you know in the real world right there are so many painters but not everyone makes the big box right yeah. there are a handful of collectors who buy certain paintings you need to find collectors in the digital space as well 
Okay. That is the first thing that needs to be understood. There are people who will specifically invest into NFTs as a way where they can not just quadruple, you know, or quantifiably increase their money by a huge, huge manifold, but also just to own art in general. You need to find people the same way artists do in the real world. That's how, to a certain extent, you make money on an NFT. The process is very, fairly simple. You have two options. You can either set a reserve price, and that is the price that the NFT will be sold at, or you can auction it. You can set a base price, and you can set a reserve price, and everything in the middle. People can keep auctioning as much as they want. So that okay. works the way a regular auction would. Right, right, and then that's as a creator, as a creator, you earn royalties out of the NFT that is created. You do. That's the best part. So you get to choose how much royalty you earn as well. For example, I made an NFT. You okay. bought the NFT from me, right? I got the initial sale money, right? Let's say you sell the NFT to someone else. I will get royalty off of that sale as well. I get to choose how much I want, whether it's ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty percent. It's fairly acceptable to go for five to ten because any more than okay. that is a huge chunk of money. But yeah. five to ten is where people mostly do it. So any resale will keep bringing in residual income, and because yeah. the Ethereum marketplace is constantly going up in value, that money will go up. Even if it goes down, it it's bound to go up at some point. So yeah. Yeah, resale. This is, I think, this is the best part of NFTs. Perfect. You know, like creators get that money residually. You know, so that I think is hundred percent revolutionary right. to a certain extent. Yeah, it is perfect, man. Perfect. I I almost forgot that we are recording this conversation for a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I just looked at the recording uh, sign on Zoom and I realized, jam, we were actually having a conversation for the purposes. A of conversation. We got to put this online. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, man. I don't remember yeah. having a conversation where I was so invested and uh, yeah. enjoyed it so much because I, Same. I am awed by not just your art but the way you move about it. I think the very fact that NFTs require. a personal identity that is celebrated number yeah. one and is acceptable to the audience which is re- like which religiously follows this one identity your art will definitely garner that i think the projects that you're working on graphic novels and all these are so fascinating because we know Thank that you. now the pop culture is somehow understanding yeah. that the traditional modes of entertainment have to be revolutionary yeah. right netflix exactly. changed everything everything is just 100% going right great man like yeah. i think uh this is this is the conversation that people need especially the ones who 100%. enjoy uh cryptocurrency and thank you so much for explaining it uh with 100%. i mean with so much depth and so much understanding and i had a wonderful time do you have any closing remarks for our uh, viewers listeners to a certain extent i also wanted to leave another piece of information that a lot of people are not focusing on Yeah, please. Ethereum, Ethereum, Ethereum is not the only coin you can use to produce NFTs. Okay. A major concern people had with Ethereum was this: it's currently working on a um, POW system. I think uh, it needs to go to a proof of stake system, not on a proof of work system, because the proof of work system is really, really harmful towards the environment to a certain extent, which was a major concern people had. 
the best thing you can do is invest in alternate coins like tezos and wax because those two coins have their own nft marketplaces running on them the value of those coins are obviously lesser like ethereum i think is currently running at i think 3000 dollars i think one ethereum is i think upwards of 3000 dollars right now yeah one tezos is somewhere around 500 bucks i think it's 5 dollars okay. so it's cheaper not just to mint it it does it won't cost you 150 dollars but yeah. the amount of margin and the amount of money you can bring in will to a certain extent also be lesser but the good yeah. thing is you can replicate an nft as many times as you want it doesn't just have to be a one of one piece there is okay. a one of one piece and then there is a one of as many number as you want piece so for example there are people who are doing digital trading cards as well trading cards are yeah. like what like 100 mm-hmm. different cards at the same time they make one image make 100 copies of it sell each of them and if they sell it for like 1 dollar each that's still a 100 dollars coming in yeah so that is something you can look into as well it does not need to cost a lot and it doesn't need to be charged for a lot either uh as far as yeah. closing remarks are concerned i'd say focus <laughs> that's, on that's, as that, that's that's a very sharp downer i think uh, uh <laughs> talking about <laughs> ट should yeah. see a growth in the future because their model of production is suitable for environment and that we can use for either minting or then go for nfts as well and secondly what you suggest is that there can be multiple copies of nfts as well right so we can sell it again right. and again is that correct yeah that is correct oh, right perfect yeah. so if i were to tomorrow as a customer buy one yeah. of those copies what is yeah. the unique identity of let's say five trump cards produced what is the unique identity of holding one of those trump cards or is it that the it value acha no go on go on go on go so is it like the value of all the trump cards go up or is it that there is something unique about that for example there was this cristiano ronaldo fqt card that uh, got yeah. for nfts right i read something yeah. about it so there are yeah. multiple cards of cristiano ronaldo yeah. so what i understand is just like it happens in fifa or it happens in pes you get one mm. moment card and then the value of that card goes up so if i have that card yeah. and you have that card the value of that card goes up there is something unique about the card that i own that goes up okay think of it this way hmm. even if i produce a 100 cards at once yeah it stops at 100 okay there are just 100 cards present of that specific image i'm not going to make any more of that damn so if there are 100 different cards of the same image and that is the only amount you can ever find even if the value of one card goes up you are bound to expect the other value is also supposed to go up you know a number 1 will always be valued at more than a number 2 but if there are five cards yeah. total a number 5 even if it's valued less than a number 4 or a number 3 will still have its value go up specifically because it's a card that is related to that series so yeah. it's bound to go up 
you know even if it goes up at once as far as investment is concerned it is already seeing growth but the thing is this ethereum is very very accepted in a manner where it is it's the staple it's okay. what the foundation is built on right so you know if like if there is something that people are already using to change that it requires a lot of work right ethereum yeah. is that and once it changes from a proof of work system to a proof of stake system and the environment problems also go down i personally think ethereum will be the one that will prevail but tezos and wax will also go up in value at the same time even if it's not that much that's what i personally think okay perfect perfect yeah and uh, that's yeah. that's that's very fascinating and i need to do a lot more reading on cryptocurrency than i already have i was not aware of most of the things that we talked about but it was fun it was fun to be at the receiving end of this conversation genuinely fun and uh, yeah now i think we can move to closing remarks oh yeah 100% 100% uh closing remarks i'd say don't worry about stuff like employability for an artist just work create something good as far as nfts are concerned understand it's not just related to paintings it's a utility tool number 3 i'd say have fun doing whatever you're doing and i'm saying that as someone who sits in my room 14 to 15 hours a day working on multiple pieces you got to have fun if you're yeah. doing it like, like <laughs> you can't you can't sit there if you're not having fun so just have fun and things are looking up that's what i would say so don't worry that's what that's what i, that, I want to end with yeah, yeah. perfect perfect yeah. wonderful man wonderful lovely conversation i think one of the richest conversations that i've had at least on technology at least on uh, you know, cryptocurrency i don't think i've had a conversation like this uh, nfts is something that i have been i mean researching on reading up on a little bit and trying to have a conversation so that i can put it on the one take show so that actually people who listen to this podcast can either be introduced to nfts or learn more about it and then we have a conversation where we can actually learn about how to create nfts how to buy nfts what are nfts and how are nfts different from the regular paintings so thank you so much man i had a ball 100%. i hope you had a good time too 100% i enjoyed this man and i i really i enjoy when i am asked a lot of questions you probably ask the best ones perfect <laughs> I, can, I can i can say that 100% chalo good i i i hope i'm doing half or perhaps even quarter as good as you're doing with your art and uh, hopefully really? one day this episode gets minted on nfts let's let's set you on that 500000 on it starting price perfect perfect thank you so much arkin thank you so much it was a fun 100%. conversation